0: We we're looking at this question of what is the kingdom, something that Jesus talked about all the time, and something that is absolutely pivotal in understanding if we're gonna try and follow Jesus. And so right at the center of the Lord's Prayer, we see him talk about kingdom. And we see him talk about uh, something that is, a, I think, the most difficult aspect of understanding the kingdom. I think it's, uh, it's easy enough to understand the kingdom uh, that is not yet, the kingdom that will eventually happen, um, which will be amazing. Um, And then we understand what life is like now, but we don't, I think the hardest thing to understand is what they call the now and not yet. God's kingdom here and now being worked out on this earth, but also to be fulfilled in its fullest sense one day. And I think um, that's what I'd like to talk about um, today. But actually, we're at the end of a sermon series. And I don't know if it's just the, the fact that um, maybe um, education uh, in the 90s in America was poor. I don't know. But I, we, we would always watch a film at the end of our term. Whenever we'd done a, a lesson. And so we're not going to watch a whole film. But actually, um, there's these guys called The Bible Project, which if you've not come across them, they're absolutely amazing. They somehow make um, really difficult theological things. Um, really interesting and uh, easy to understand, or easy-ish to understand because they're dealing with um, tricky things. But um, we're going to watch a little video um, uh, uh, to celebrate uh, the end of our, um, our time in the Kingdom series, and I think it really wraps up nicely some of that and also talks about the Lord's Prayer and its link to heaven and earth and God's kingdom. So we'll play that now.
2: god out and we wanted to create a world apart from him
1: yeah so we have these two spaces now and the bible actually uses lots of different kinds of words and phrases to refer to these two spaces to make a a clear distinction
2: so you've said that these spaces can overlap though so explain how that works
1: yeah this is where we have to start talking about temples because in the biblical world you experience god's presence by going to a temple that's where heaven and earth
2: uh, overlap now there are two types of temples described in the bible one is a tabernacle basically a tent that was built by moses and the other
1: But not so fast, because the temple also creates a problem. So, God's space is full of his presence and goodness and justice and beauty, but human space is full of sin and injustice and the ugliness that results.
2: So, how do these spaces overlap if they're so different and they're in conflict with each other? This was resolved through animal sacrifice. Yeah, that's kind of weird. What do animal sacrifices have to do with this? Yeah,
1: the the idea is this. to end the age of sin and death by redeeming all of human history in a renewed creation. And God's space and human space completely overlap once again.
0: Fantastic. They do a much better job than I could ever in covering that uh, territory, and they're fantastic. Look them up. Um, they actually are very kind and generous too. They gave us permission to use that. So, um, so do look them up. Um, but that I think illustrates um, how a how complex uh, understanding the kingdom is, but actually how. Important and central it is in our following of Jesus, and um, and I'd like um, I'm following in Matthew's good example of last um, week and bringing a little sermon illustration. Um, and this is a um, I couldn't I couldn't get a glass half empty or full um, because I couldn't measure it properly, but this one um, is exactly um, half, and and we've got some of the the half. Um, the, 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 you know, the age-old question, what is it? What is it? And we'll, we'll have a think about that. But the, what that illustrates for me, I think when it comes to kingdom, I can quite easily visualize um, God's full kingdom. I can visualize how that works. You know, you can imagine it. You, you look forward to that day when God's going to make all suffering go away, when there's going to be a fullness of joy, where every tear will be dried Every um, sorrow will be um, no longer in existence. And we we can look forward to that. We can understand that, I think. But actually, um, the here and now, God's kingdom coming is so much harder to understand. How is God going to work that out? And I think we probably um, fall along kind of half empty, half full lines on that. When God asks us to do that work, to be about that work, um, I think the ones who are half full think, okay, God's called us to, to do that work. Um, we can do it here and now. God has um, given us the strength to do it, so let's get on with it. And actually, why don't we just get it all done before God get, Jesus comes back? Why not save him a job? you know? And then those ones who perhaps are more half empty thinking, how the heck by my hand am I going to do any of this? How can I bring God's kingdom to the places where I live, where I am at work? Let's just, actually, let's just leave it to the professionals. Um, They can do it. And actually, Perhaps professionals, they they don't look great either. So why don't we just wait till Jesus comes and let him do it when he comes? He's coming back anyway, so let's just wait till he comes. I think that this is the trickiest part of understanding the kingdom is that we are in this waiting time. But actually, we're not called to just sit in the waiting room. We're called, like Jesus, to kind of go out and create those circles of kingdom outside in the world around us, in our circles of influence, in our families, in our places of work, if we're at school, that is our call as a Christian to be about the work of kingdom. And I think this is part of um, the amazing, I think what what God is very interesting, and that's kind of the uh, understatement of the century, but he is Always surprising. If you dig into theology, um, the the more you are forced it, when you pray, you have when you um, preach, you have to do all sorts of research on things, which is an amazing opportunity to do a bit of theology. And actually, every time, I find these amazing paradoxes about God, and I think it shouldn't be any surprise because He is the ultimate and the original relational being. So to think that we could understand him by some equation um, is, is just completely wrong. And so we have this relational being who works in these amazing ways that actually are not at all how you'd expect. Because what his plan is for bringing this kingdom here is actually us. Kind of um, look around, don't look dismayed, but look around at the people. <laughs> um, it is uh, us here today this um, is the paradox of god's kind of plans for his creation one day he's going to bring it into perfection but in this time his plan is for us you me the people sitting around you this ragtag crew that gathers on a sunday morning who come together to worship him we are the hope for the people that we know. We are the hope for the people of Molsey and Ditton and all the places that we live in the surrounding areas here. That is um, the foolishness, it seems, of God's plan uh, for this world. And that's why I think, um, as a church, we have alighted on this three-part mission And that is to love Jesus, which is the kingdom work, has to always start with loving Jesus. The kingdom work cannot be anything of the kingdom without the king reigning in our lives. Otherwise, we're just replicating something that is not of the king. That is the starting point of all this if we're going to be doing kingdom work. And actually this is just um, an aside, but uh, one of the things that I've marveled at recently is um, how many times I've heard somebody say in the last three weeks, they've said, how can this be happening in 2022? Has anybody else heard that with um, the war in Ukraine thinking, um, how could this be happening now? We understand it could be happening in, in the '30s and the '40s, um, you know when in World War one, World War II, but how could this be happening now and Actually, what sits behind that statement, I think, is a false expectation of what human beings are able to do without a king, the king, over their lives. I think there 's this expectation that somehow we will evolve as a society we 're going to progress and then um, somehow. Uh, Things that have happened in Syria won't happen anymore. Things that um, are happening in the Ukraine now won't be happening anymore. Famine uh, based on climate change, that will just all go away because we're somehow going to progress as a society. And we've seen all sorts of progress, yes. But actually, the reality is these things are going to carry on until God is king over this world. That uh, sense of progress without a king is hugely limited in what it can achieve so that's why we start with love Jesus we need to Jesus the King to be reigning in our lives The next one is love each other. We need to be supporting each other. For the third bit, which is really difficult, we need to be supporting each other. We need to be building each other up, and that's why home groups are so important. That's why pattern groups, some of us are in pattern groups, and those have been really fruitful. But we're really pushing into home groups right now, wanting people to be around each other, encouraging each other, praying for each other, and challenging each other. And, um, and actually uh, Toby and Tishy have an amazing vision for seeing not just the home groups that we have started but actually multiplying those for, for, the, for us to go from a place of strength to further strength, to build out from those, one day to plant a new home group from each home group and be able to see all of us as a community supported in that way, loving each other, serving each other, and challenging each other into what is the third thing, which is to go and serve the world. We know that we're a movement that is not for ourselves. We're a movement that is cast out into the world around us to be serving um, the people there. And that is um, why we have, um, well we have, Kate Lee is our Love Thy Neighbor lead. She's kind of leading us as a church in doing just that. And she has an amazing kind of menu of things that we can all be involved in. And I would, So I would encourage um, you, and I know that it's not limited. I don't want to make it a, a kind of church-centric thing. We're all being kingdom people wherever we are, whether that's in the workplace or at homes we have an opportunity and an obligation to be kingdom people in those places. But we have these opportunities, and I'm just gonna um, read a quick list of some of the headings above uh, these things. We have bereavement support. We support people who have been through bereavement. We have a carer support. We have divorce and separation support. We support the local food bank. Through the BSOM, we have opportunities to give our time and our things and money. We seek to uh, serve people with their mental well-being and try and encourage them in that. We have money advice for people. We have uh, support for seniors. We've got support and encouragements just in general, just people who need a bit of a boost. We've got that as well. Those are all just some of the, the kind of more structured ways that we're wanting to do things like that. And so I think... Um, the opportunities are there, and this is a, a point where I'm just going to give us a little break to think about ways that we've seen God's kingdom, because we can often think of what we, what we should be doing or what we want to be doing, but perhaps let's just all take a, a moment um, to think about ways that we've seen God's kingdom. It could be in your life, it could be in your family life, it could be um, it could be to do with something that you're involved in at church or at work or you might have um, a Christian union at your um, place of work or whatever it might be. Where somewhere that you just see God is at work? Let's just have a little think and then we'll share that with your neighbor um, if, if you feel brave enough to do that. So let's have a think what that looks like. Excellent. I hate to break up conversation, but is, is, is there anybody who'd um, be brave enough or feel co- um, uh, compelled to, to share something that they think um, is, speaks of the kingdom, something that just makes you think, actually, no, we, we can't, we can't um, recommend another. Uh. <clears throat> does Emma? Emma does. C- come on up. Yeah, come on. Yay, Emma. <laughs>
3: Uh, gosh this is quite loud, two things, um, I think the many many thousands of people willing to open their homes to people from Ukraine is God's work, absolutely, just really really incredible and inspiring, I'm sure many people in our church as well, Um, but then also um, I work for a small language school in Weybridge and on Friday we ran a sort of an open day for local artists and, um, uh, yeah, mo- mostly local artists to come and exhibit their work and for them to be able to make a little bit of an income. Um, but it was also a huge charity drive for Red Nose Day and for Ukraine. Um, people were so generous. The donation buckets were overflowing. Anyone who came in just gave so, so, so kindly. Um, artists then were able themselves to sort of boost their income, which I think is really wonderful. Lots of local businesses got involved by donating prizes for the charity raffle that we ran. The school was decorated in blue and yellow, and it was just such an inspiring day. Um, One of our students is Ukrainian, and a couple couple of members of her family already live here, but then some extended family members arrived, had just arrived, and they came into the school as well to kind of well, yeah, to just see what, what was going on. They were completely overcome that, that um, we would run such a, a day for, for their country. Um, so it was really emotional, really powerful, and God's work was hugely visible all day. Um, so yeah, that was really long, sorry.
0: Not at all, not at all. Thank you, Emma, for sharing that. And it's amazing. I think those um, are the stories that we need to share, actually. That, you know, it is amazing, but it, it's also within reach. And I think that is the thing we need to understand about God's kingdom, actually. It is the everyday stuff that we're called to be a part of. And actually, there's a whole list of things that is going on, that is going on around us that we just need to kind of step into and, and see God at work. And one of them, um, which actually I was... Um, I, I I came to you on Saturday, and I, I think we may even have a, uh, do we have a picture? There was a, a uh, the youth had, uh, part of Love Mosey, they had kind of set up tables with Kate, and they were um, sharing coffee and tea with um, people of the the older generation, which I just thought was amazing. I just saw this beautiful picture of um, youth sitting next to older people, chatting, listening, and serving them teas and coffees. And, um, and I thought, actually, that is a picture of the kingdom. That is a picture of this all-age, all-encompassing, all-welcome kingdom that God wants to bring in. And that was just offering cups of tea, you know. But actually, these are the things that are how we live out those kind of little purple circles, if you will, of, of God's kingdom around us. So God is calling us all to that work. And, um, and I would love for, an, as, we, as we finish, just to have an opportunity to listen um, afresh to what that might look like. It might be something incredibly specific. <laughs> it might be just an extra nudge um, in the direction to actually look into what it is um, that, that are the opportunities around us. So why don't we stand, we're gonna kind of worship um, together in just a moment, but as, as a response, let's, uh, let's just listen to God's spirit.